Well, it's a pleasure to welcome Eric Olmscheid to MSU today for the first time. And Eric is the brand new executive director of MSU's world-renowned Wharton Center for the Performing Arts. Eric, great to welcome you to the program. Thank you for having me here today. Could you start by giving us a little bit of your background leading up to your time here at MSU? So I'm, I'm currently in week eight at Wharton Center, um, brand new resident to the greater Lansing area and, and to uh, being at Michigan State. But it's been a great welcome. It's been a beautiful summer to explore the community. Uh, for the last 14 years before, before being here in the Lansing area, I was in Des Moines at Des Moines Performing Arts, an organization that is a performing arts center that is similar size and scale as Wharton Center, uh, commitment to Broadway, commitment to education, and a diverse set of performing, performing arts events. Uh, across, really across multiple disciplines. Uh, so the the kind of portfolio programs is very familiar to me, and I'm just so so excited to be here after 14 years in Des Moines. So what attracted you then to come to MSU and Wharton Center? Well, as you said, Wharton Center is is really world renowned, um, and I I've known of Wharton Center for probably about 20 years of my my working career actually almost my entire professional career as an arts administrator I've known of Wharton Center uh, I started actually in in St. Paul at the Wardway uh, and spent a number of years uh, learning as much as I possibly could about the industry and Wharton Center was part of that fabric really and uh, had a close relationship with Mike Brand the former executive director for many years uh, I've known him and sat, sat in a couple of national committees with him and so through that it just also just emphasized the kind of stature and the position of Wharton Center. And so when the opportunity came around to consider this position, uh, it was a no-brainer for me. It was a great opportunity. I think Michigan is a beautiful state. I'm a, my home state is Minnesota, uh, so very similar, uh, but also uh, uniquely different in its own way. But there were so many parallels to Minnesota and Michigan that I loved. But more importantly, its commitment to excellence, its commitment to the work that it's done over the last 40 years here in the Lansing community, and just the connection to the university is unparalleled. And really, the performance art part of Wharton Center is world-class, like we said, but there's so much more to Wharton Center just talk a little bit about the mission and some of the programs. So at the, at the core of Wharton Center, most people know us for our Broadway programming uh, and our world-class kind of A-level performing arts. If that's a Yo-Yo Ma concert or if that's uh, a concert by, uh, you know, this week we have Vince Gill. Um, any of those performances are world-class A-list in their own way. And in addition to that are a whole bunch of performing arts like dance and lectures and classical music and contemporary music that round out a diverse season. But in addition to that, we're also a home venue for the College of Music and the Department of Theater, the Lansing Symphony Orchestra, and many other users. So not only our own performances that we present, but we're also a venue and we're proud to be the home venue for those organizations and really being committed to a positive guest experience and a great facility for all of those performances. All told, it's over 250 performances a year, about 250,000 patrons through our doors. And so it takes an entire community of support to make that happen. And Eric, you mentioned being in your eighth week of, of, of leading Wharton Center. If you've had some time to formulate them, some, some maybe some short-term goals and even some longer ones you're thinking about for Wharton Center. Yeah, so really in the immediate future, I think we have to look at how do we live in a post-pandemic world or in, uh, in a pandemic world, right? We're kind of living in this COVID moment, but also how do we emerge from that and what does that look like? 
Uh, our habits have changed as as consumers, as buyers. Likely, you know, you are not going to as many events, or you might stream more on your television set at home. So we're really asking questions around how does that look like for us? Because we know foundationally we can't replace the live performance experience. There's something about sharing the space, sharing time, and sharing uh, physical air with with folks, an artist on stage. And so that shared experience is so critical to the core of what we do, and we know we can't replace that. So it's a matter of figuring out what are the, what are the experiences that communities and audiences long for now, and what will br- drive them to come to the center? Because all of our habits have changed and shifted because of the pandemic. And we know that we have to shift with it. And the, the pathway forward is a little unknown. Um, so one of the goals is to f- figure out how do we define that and how do we define success in the future and what does the future of our industry look like? Because of that shifting landscape, there's, there's so many new opportunities that are yet written. And uh, I think we have to be open-hearted to what that, what that looks like and not just be a traditionalist. Yeah. And you started to answer my next question, Eric, sort of some challenges and opportunities both in, in reaching those goals. The demographics of our audiences are continuing to shift as well because of the pandemic um, and because of just shifting demographics of, of our communities. And so we have to answer questions around who who is our audience and what do they want. And I think one of the best things that we can do as a center is listen to what uh, people want and what people will respond to. And more importantly, being on Michigan State University's campus, what are the students desiring and how are we connected to them? Uh, and hearkening back to even early years, way before Wharton Center was built, uh, when student organizations were really driving a lot of the entertainment and events on campus for a student community, how do we look into what they want and interrogate what will get them in the door? And I think that's the future of how we build audiences, and that's the future of how we have arts engagement, because uh, it has to be beyond what we currently do in finding audiences to backfill audiences or fill the seats of those events. But it's more importantly, finding more pathways and more connectivity and more relevance to audiences who are not currently engaged with who we are. That's a huge task. That's been multiple many years in the, in the making to to pull that off, but it's really about starting the conversation of what will engage people and how will we get them in the door because we know once they're engaged, we can bring them along the journey. And it's that first invitation, that first bit of relevant experience that will that will drive them to who we are. Uh, we know Wharton Center is celebrating its 40th year. Are there just a couple of exciting things in, in this season you want to highlight or ways you'll celebrate? So 40 years, September 25th, 1982 was our first concert with the Chicago Symphony Orchestra and Nielsen, uh, the soloist that was with them. And we're so delighted to uh, celebrate that important milestone because 40 years is a, a long time. I know there's many campus partners uh, here at M- Michigan State, our friends over at WKAR, celebrating 100 years this year and the Broad Art Museum celebrating 10 years and the Wharton at 40. So there's a lot of cultural milestones happening at Michigan State. Um, and so we're kicking off our season uh, with a with a veteran performer of Broadway, Brian Stokes Mitchell, September 23rd, just two days before our 40th anniversary, and he will mark that kind of 40th moment. But a couple of other highlights in the year that I think are worth mentioning. Um, in our classical side of events, we're doing the Amani Winds. What makes this um, what makes this uh, 
really special is a commissioned work that we did by composer Damien Sneed, uh, really focusing on uh, work and, and artists today and celebrating a BIPOC perspective. Uh, so that's coming up in March. And then in November before that, we also did a commission in partnership with the Facility for Rare Isotope Beams, uh, partnering uh, arts and science together. And they really approached us and saying, is there a way that we can celebrate um, the FRIB or the Facility for Rare, Rare Isotope Beams? And so we're doing a piece called Isotopes in Motion. It's a dance piece inspired by the movement of isotopes. And we worked with um, uh, Liz Lerman and her group to create this, to create this new work. Um, and then the other thing, a brand new program for us is the National Geographic Live series. It's part of our variety events, uh, world-class uh, explorers and artists and, and uh, adventurers telling their stories of who we are as human beings in this greater earth. Uh, this lecture series I'm well familiar with. I've worked with it in a previous organization, and it's just really quite remarkable, and I'm glad that we're bringing it here uh, to East Lansing. And then I'll close by saying on the Broadway front, it's a great series. Um, we have you know six stellar uh, performances or six stellar shows in our Broadway series. But I'm probably most excited by Jagged Little Pill um, because it is uh, a story about a coming-of-age story and the, the trauma and the difficulties of a family that they go through with uh, teenage children. And there's so many access points uh, with coming-of-age sto- coming uh, coming stories uh, in that show. And personally... It's Alanis Morissette's music, and so it's like the 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 tunes of my of my uh, high school years. <laughs> uh, as we close, just uh, is there anything important I haven't asked you yet, or what would you like people to know, sort of about you and Wharton Center as the next several months and years unfold? Well, I think it's always just important to remember how the arts play such an important part of each of our lives. So art is around us everywhere. It's not just needs to be formal on a stage or formally in a museum. And I think it's important for us to remember that arts have such an important piece of who we are and how we connect with each other as human beings and build our empathy. And so if there's ways that you can you know, engage arts in your world just day to day and be open hearted and open minded to that. I think it's really important, uh, both formally, like on the stages of Wharton Center, but more informally in your day to day life and just taking note that they're such an important critical element of us on a day to day human to human level. So well said, Eric. It's been great having you on the program and all the best as you more and more become a Spartan. Thank you so much. That's Eric Olmscheid. He's the new executive director of MSU's Wharton Center for the Performing Arts. And everything online we've been talking about is at whartoncenter.com. And I'm Russ White. This is MSU Today.